Yo, how I work this shit? Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. We got a full squad today, folks. We got Trevon Edwards. We got Mo Dakil. We got James Edwards III. And we got Jay King. And we've got... Yeah, but... Yo, how I work this shit? Bruh. New York strip steak? Ooh. This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? Dang! With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writers. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Everybody recording? Yeah, buddy, just started. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. Got Trevon Edwards, Mo Dakil, and Jay King today. And guys, we have absolutely nothing going on in the NBA. I mean, not a trade, no Kevin Durant trade imminent, no Donovan Mitchell trade imminent, Kyrie Irving, no. Uh, we thought maybe Russell Westbrook was going to go to the Pacers and get bought out for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, and it turns out that's, you know, that's not going to happen because the Lakers don't want to give him an extra draft pick, allegedly. Like, there is absolutely nothing going on. Yo, how I work this shit? The, I think the biggest news in our world is that I started testing negative for COVID finally after almost two weeks. Yo, how I work this shit? That is big news. Yeah. I'm still coughing constantly, but, um, but yeah, like that, that might be the biggest news caught it in Vegas at summer league. It is a super spreader event. <laughs> no matter what they tell you, it is a super spreader event. Even in 2022 caught it, barely got home. Uh, what a miserable experience. But I thought for today, one, I just let, let's go around the horn real quick. And just get one thought on Summer League, okay, from everybody. And whether you, I don't even really care what it was, okay? But I just like, we didn't really get a chance. We haven't podcast in a while. So let's just get one thought on Summer League. Mo, I'll go to you first. Give me just one thought from what you witnessed, what you experienced. It doesn't even have to be basketball related. But what was your one prevailing thought from Summer League? Jay King is a terrible flopper. Watching him on the streets <laughs> of Vegas flopping in front of random strangers trying to draw a charge he's terrible zach like he he needs to go to the school of marcus smart he's terrible <laughs> it was we, we got to tell the people about that yeah, that yeah, no, so, yeah so one night um on a walk back to the mandalay bay and i don't know where we where were we like new york new york area like so it's a, it's a bit of a trek right yeah. um for some reason as we were starting out jay king was like i'll take a charge on strangers um, and so he just walked out to the sidewalk as people are walking and he walks up to some dude and I, did the guy even touch you? Uh, the first, <laughs> the first one was definitely a flop. The second dude, he, he, gave, me, he, he gave me the full, the full stiff Folks, there was a second dude. Yeah, they were about, they're about 10 minutes apart. Uh, the two charges. And so he did it the first time. I'm like, all right, Jay's, you know, Jay's drunk. <laughs> and uh, and then we keep walking back, and he gets. I was, to, I was just working on my game. I, I wasn't uh, drinking. All right, I, sure. It, it, um, it needs I, work. Yeah, and then we get to that. What, there's like a bridge between what is it, the Excalibur and New York, New York, and you got up there, 
and that was the better that was the better show because you took the charge slash flopped on a on a blocking call from a total stranger who looked befuddled like just <laughs> looked absolutely confused at why this is happening at 3 a.m and then you got up and you made the call you threw a big old charge sign out there yeah um yeah i was i was getting my kyle lowry on out there yeah yeah so it was uh we were in the position it was an interesting and, uh, decision yeah well, it started because I was saying when I was young in Vegas, I did that one time. And now I'm old in Vegas. <laughs> Still doing it. <laughs> Still doing it. Before Still we started recording, it. you said, I'm about to get married, and then I'll be a grown-up. And I just disagree. I mean, there are you can grow up in different phases sure. of your life. You haven't hit past adolescence. <laughs> I mean, those were the second one was a clean charge, though. At okay. least give me that. Okay. Uh, maybe someday we'll release the video to the public, but there is video of both of them. We um, don't have to do that. We don't have to do that, oh. but, it's, but it's fun to threaten it, isn't it? It's, it's fun to have that in the back <laughs> Especially pocket, Especially it's Jay. on my phone. It's fun to threaten that, that footage right there. Uh, Jay, what is your one prevailing <laughs> thought, observation, experience from Las Vegas Summer League? The pavement is not a great place to take a charge. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my number one. Dirty-ass sidewalk? No, that's not the In best Vegas, spot. Yeah. I, I also, I'm a Jalen Williams guy now. Uh, Which lottery one? pick. Lottery yeah. pick, Jalen yeah, yeah, Williams. Yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. That, that's my favorite prospect on the Thunder. I mean, that's a little aggressive. He's the best one. He, Jalen Def- Williams definitely can play, aggressive. man. He's but, good. He's really good. Yeah, the the Thunder had such a fun summer league team to have Giddy and Jalen Williams and my guy Chet Holmgren. Giddy should not all have been on the same roster. Giddy that should was not like played. that was better than the team they put out at the end of last season. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure was. I walked away from it going like the Thunder might actually have a fun team next year. Yeah, they won't be good, but they'll at least as long as they've got players out there right as long as, as, as they're they let them play. players back yeah. yeah they're one of those teams that you think are fun and you're like excited to watch on league pass until it's a month into the season and how you realize that dreadful basketball is still I'm dreadful so, basketball how the gall of you to say this when every day in the group chat you're saying Non-stop. something about the kings the for kings. you to have the gall <laughs> to say this about the thunder the kings are ready for what? <laughs> for for well, mediocrity. I mean- <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trey. But here's a, no, the, I don't want to do Kings talk right now. Give I, me I a get month. a minute though. I Give get a, a minute no, though. No, don't that I? When the season starts, you get a minute. You don't get a minute right now, okay? When the season <laughs> starts, we're gonna do King on the Kings every single week for one minute. I I can't do it right now. I can't just hype up Mike Brown for a little no, while. No, you get to in a month you can do it. One month from now, end of August, when we record a podcast, you can hype up Mike Brown for one minute. So get it prepared. You got a month. I'm just saying Malik Monk coach no, by you, Mike no, Brown defensively you is a problem. We're not doing the minute right now and We've you keep trying to talk to about the minute. Yeah, this, this is not this <laughs> what is are not we doing? doing? I would like to move on to Trey. Trey, one prevailing thought, observation, experience, something from Summer League. Uh, man, dude, I will honestly want to say, I mean, you would, you would think that, I mean, you would think that the Kings are going to make the playoffs. I was, I don't even want to dunk on the Kings. No, 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 no. Cause that's not, that's yeah, not Everyone's going to do that pop- in the regular season. So you don't have to do that. <laughs> 
I want positivity for the Sacramento Kings. But I will say that um, the one takeaway from it was like, Summer League is too long. It's really long, man. I was there for four days, and I felt like, man, this is a long time to well, be there. And it went on for another week. <laughs> you you had extenuating circumstances. Well, I also got COVID. Yeah, I got COVID. yeah. You, you, you were there and then stuck in your room for a little bit. I don't. Know I was. I was stuck in my room for a day, a full day, watching nothing but shitty Batman movies, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Like, and then it was like Guardians of the Galaxy too. I'm like, what is going on on the Sci-Fi Network? And I was. This is no shit. Like, I'm not joking here. This is really happening. So I tested negative in the hotel. So I was like, oh, it's food poison, right? Because I was like, the way I was feeling everything, I couldn't keep anything down. I was like, this is food poisoning. But I, I felt like I had a fever. I was talking to myself out loud, and it was nonsense. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was nonsense. And I knew it was nonsense in the, in the time that I was talking out loud. But I couldn't stop, like, just talking out loud to myself. Sounds From, pretty normal to me. <laughs> yeah, but there wasn't like, a microphone in front of me, Jay. That was the weird Harper part. can't stop talking out loud. Uh, yeah, no but, shit. But Trey, I'm with you. Summer League is long, man. I don't think it needs to be that long. I also don't think I don't think we need every team. Let's Hot be take. honest. Summer League is better than All-Star Weekend. Oh, yes. I like that. And, and the reason why I say it's too long is because not only are these teams sitting their guys – after a game or two, but when you're closing out in the championships and things of that nature, everyone's lost interest. You know, like those later days, I didn't even know it was still going on yeah. because guys were guys were sitting and I understand it, you know, to evaluate talent and see if they can bring guys to camp. But yeah, I, I, I think this really only needs about three to four days tops. I'm with it. Uh, and the, I also, the playoffs. Those rings the, are disgusting, too. No, no, those but, rings are such a bad idea. The playoffs yeah, themselves I don't, are I don't a bad love idea. That. Yeah. A, Just, another summer league observation, like, we've gone too far in, first of all, sitting second year, guys before their second year, and second of all, being like, oh, he's way too good for summer league. He shouldn't play anymore. Like, Quentin Grimes can't benefit a little bit from like Jalen Suggs doesn't think he needs to be playing Jalen Suggs Austin Reeves like nah you're you're just you're just not gonna play in summer league RJ Hampton Hampton should not I mean it it, sometimes sometimes having players like that play hurts them more than help Trey, you know what I mean? And Trey, I feel you have no idea how annoying it was to stand next to Jay King during that first summer league game of Magic Rockets, and he is tracking every rebound that RJ Hampton grabbed. He's he like, like oh, eleven of them, things. six rebounds, seven rebounds. I mean, it was it was brutal. It was brutal. Yeah, I mean, it, it's to a point now, right, where we sing high praise for a second year guy or a third year guy in there, and it's like, of course. They know they're on the team. Yeah. So they're going to take wild shots. They're going to be aggressive. They have a feel of how this league works. I don't think that you grow them that way. Maybe you have a mini camp or something. And then you send them and and let them do what they do. But having them play in that, I I don't understand it. Especially with with as televised as it is, right? Like there's so much attention around it. Like I'm with you. I do think there's the potential. Like I don't know if this serves them well at all. No, yeah, I but disagree. I disagree, though. Yeah. I disagree. You, these guys, like, first off, Giddy playing, 
he's getting valuable minutes with he Chet. He should not have played. He was way but, too but good. He was just but fucking still, around. But, like, but even then, though, he's getting valuable reps with Chet. There are guys that can benefit from playing in a more controlled environment than they're going to play at pickup in the summertime and things like that. Like, I disagree. Like, the second-year guys are the guys I want to see the most at Summer League because they're the ones that have been through the year. They've got to show us what they're working on. And you're right, Trey. There are some teams where, like, a dude's going to come in here and just jack up shots. That's just a bad organization. That's an organization I, but, uh, that's not well, developing guys are working on. RJ Hampton's been around for nine years, I feel yeah, like. RJ so, Hampton, yeah. RJ Hampton's a different story. RJ Hampton's just not good. And not to beat up on him though, Mo, but I understand the chemistry aspect of it. And I'm trying to I it's a lose-lose regardless, right? Because mm. they have to exist because they have to. You know what I mean? Like you made a, a valid point about chemistry building. So, you know, Chet can get familiar with one of the guys that he's going to be playing many minutes with. But then you also got the guys like Cam Thomas, who's going to light that league up. He's a yeah. natural scorer, and he doesn't need to take all them shots. You know what I mean? Like, there's no nobody else but, is getting that type of look. But, you Trey, know what we, I mean? we so, did get the moment of Cam Thomas kind of rolling his eyes with that question about Steve Nash. Yeah, <laughs> that yes. was pretty funny. Yes. <laughs> yes, it, it, gave us, it gave us real yeah. uh, uh, Fred Hoiberg vibes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's a great call. It definitely was some Fred Hoiberg vibes. And I feel like Summer League is also very valuable for guys to kind of expand their game a little bit. Do stuff that you're not necessarily going to get to do in a regular season and just try stuff. Like, I remember Jalen Brown came back for his second year and he was very inefficient at Summer League. But he was being a playmaker, making plays off the bounce, like stuff he never tried as a rookie. Yeah. And and so then years later, you see the benefits of that and giving him those reps and having him do it in a more controlled setting. You know, obviously the teams he was on when he was young, like he wasn't going to do a lot of that stuff. Um, so stuff like that can be very valuable. Speaking uh, of Jalen Brown, I know you've seen the aquatic training yeah, <laughs> video, that was, right? That was intense. Why? Is that that's hey, why? Hold on, I haven't like, seen this. Hold on, I, I got it. Yeah, hold on. I, I, oh, I, I need Zach's Zach's right. initial I reaction. Aquatic to this. video, Jalen Brown. J- so this is Jalen Brown's underwater workout. Is a sight yeah. to behold. All right, I'm on it. Uh, let's play this. Let's hope the sound is off. Okay, so he's jumping with weights. He's doing a freestyle. He's just what? He's just jumping with weights. He's is this this? I mean. Okay, I feel like I can do this. Is this really a... This can't really be a, a workout. What? I I mean, it looks like a workout. He's got weights. But how much do weights actually weigh underwater is what I want to know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, know, like, there was that I, I story adds, years ago about have, Kyle Korver, like, whole, like carrying rocks in the, like, floor of the ocean for a little bit. Um, yeah, but I workout. think that was like to to find himself, right? Like he did a to journey. Find himself? <laughs> like, you know, like fucking a, Titanic? No. What do you mean find himself? What, wasn't that like a spiritual journey that he was trying to like go know. on? Probably. I don't know. Uh, that feels racist to me. That when a white guy goes I underwater, mean, it's a spiritual journey. And when Jalen Brown does it, it's it's a yeah, it's a weird yeah. workout. I don't know if coming, I accept coming from that. Our I mean, I, I want to say this, though. <laughs> I want to say this, though, right? That workout. When I see that type of rollout, I'm like, this dude is on an MVP season. But there's one person who has the keys to the Celtics. So I understand that he is getting better. But when I see that video, I see MVP. When when you when they have those type of rollouts, I'm like, oh, he's about to have a year. 
I mean, that, that, that video is not far away from when you just throw like rings into a pool and like have a child dive to the bottom and go get it. Right. Like it's one, not one of the, different. one of the shots was him swimming. One of the shots was him swimming. <laughs> what are we doing? Doing a freestyle stroke. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, like all okay, I do that. I'm still fat. Like that doesn't so, matter. Like, what are we talking about? So I, I've, I've got to bring it back to Kyle Korver. Oh boy. Because I just did the research. Here we go. It, it's a Japanese ritual called Masaji. And massage. It, it dates back to eighth century Japan it originally described Eighth a mythical century. taboo journey to the underworld. And later in medieval Japan, the painful but purifying deeds of aesthetics who would stand under waterfalls and chant for hours. Corver practices a decidedly modern version, which he described as once a year you do something that you're really not sure you can do. This is from a profile of him in The New Yorker. So I was right. It was a spiritual look, journey. Look, I mean, more importantly, yeah. more importantly, what's funnier is I wonder how many of our listeners hit play on this today and we're getting ready to hear about medieval Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I just, no offense, because all that came from Jay, I just assume it's wrong. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know that anything you just read is accurate. Um, I'll believe it if I hear it from Kyle Corver, but I'm going to consider the source here. I don't know about this. <laughs> It's a spiritual journey to <laughs> to redefine what's possible in your life. Um, my one takeaway was a story that Chauncey Phillips told me and Amin Al-Hassan while we were doing NBA radio about Rashid Wallace, um, where he said that there was one game, Rashid, you know, kind of loafing around, not really doing a whole lot, just kind of playing defense, not really doing anything on offense. And it's obviously well known that she ups his game after he gets a technical foul and so there's a foul, there's a you know a foul called on Rashid, and he's still on the Pistons at this point. Foul called on Rashid, and he starts yelling at the referee like that's not a foul, this is bullshit, blah blah blah. Chauncey goes over to the ref and is like, you can't let him talk to you that way. Like you got to you got you got to you got to team up. Like that's so disrespectful. You can't let Rashid talk to you that way. And so Sheed says one more thing, and the ref tees him up, and then that gets Sheed going. And the next five possessions, Chauncey feeds him the ball in the post and he scored on like four of them. And I just think that that is the quintessential Rasheed Wallace story. I love Rasheed Wallace. <laughs> He's Fresh. so great. Legend. Uh, Amin Not also legend. told a story of like, she, it was, it was Amari Stoudemire going against Rasheed Wallace and she is just like mother bleep this mother bleep that, like just talking how he talks during the game. And, uh, and so Amari got called for a foul at some point in the game. And he's like, man, that's bullshit. And the ref tees him up. He's like, what? She's been saying this and that and this and that. And the ref says, yeah, but that's just how she talks, which I think is a great, (laughs) just a great, a great, great rebuttal on that. I will say swears hit differently from different people. They do. They absolutely do. It's like like with Draymond Green, it's just like white noise at this point, right? We're so accustomed to it. There's nothing you can do about it. "Eh." All right. There is nothing going on in the NBA. Okay. We're waiting for trades. They're not going to happen. And As so, evident by the lecture of Japanese medieval yes, <laughs> purifications from history Jay. lesson from Jay King that is possibly questionable. So I just <laughs> thought I would go through and read a couple of headlines that are on ESPN.com and NBA.com and just see if we have any thoughts on it. We can go in depth. We can just say, no, this is nothing. And then, you know, we'll wrap it up. So that's what we're going to do right now. Uh, this one, Trey, maybe you want to give some insight into it. Maybe you don't. But this first one is Kevin Durant posts or Kevin Durant's first post on TikTok is hilarious. <laughs> so Kevin Durant has joined TikTok and uh, and it was basically just him looking at 
looking off camera a little bit and like saying like, what is it like? How does this shit work? Or how do I do this shit or so, something like that? Right. So Kevin is like all of us at that moment. When you think about especially us in our late 30s, early 40s or whatever, and you look at it and you find out, oh, this is the new thing that's going on. Yeah. Right. Because I remember Instagram. I'm like, all right, they're, they're doing too much. This is a photo app. <laughs> I don't take pictures. I don't get it. But eventually you grow into the app or whatever. Right. Right. But for that to be Kevin's first TikTok, I think it's funny as fuck. But then it also just goes viral, you know, off of just relatability. But then also he's been quiet all summer. You know what I mean? And for the first thing that he actually shows himself, you know, outside of the workout video that just uh, came out with from via boardroom, you look at it. Was he underwater in the workout video? I missed it. (laughs) He was not. If you're not underwater in the workout video, I'm not interested. He was was working on. He was working on a left hand floater. Get out of here. Do it. Do it in the water. I will say this. Do it with rocks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It it, it doesn't count, right? Yeah. So he follows me on this TikTok, right? And I only have two posts on my TikTok. Like I'm, I normally just watch videos normally and I wake up and this is before I sent it to you guys and I'm spammed. Your shit blew up. <laughs> I'm spammed by NBA fans. Yeah. I didn't think that existed. Like I, I remember, I think, I don't know if Instagram does that or what account, maybe Twitter where you get followed by somebody and then everybody follows along. Yeah. Well, I think you. I think because of this is what I what I thought because I noticed this before. I noticed this last night when I was doing radio. Before you sent that video today, is I went and I was like, oh, I wonder how many how many um, followers he has now. Because when I read the when I read the article, it was like he's already got sixty seven thousand followers, and now it's like five hundred something or whatever, right? Um, or at least last I checked. And I saw that it was like following three people, so I was like, oh, I wonder who he follows. And that's when I saw that he followed you. And so I just wonder if people did the same thing that I did. It's like, oh, he follows three people. I wonder who Kevin Durant follows. But to get the followers too is I mean, kind of yeah, crazy. I, mean, I guess that's a good conversion because rate. I for, have a, <laughs> because TikTok. I have a video that I'm really happy. Like I'm just like sharing a random. I'm just kind of playing around with it. I I compiled a video trying to learn how to use TikTok. Yeah. Well. I'm looking in the comments and it's like, Katie, Katie, Katie. They're roasting your ass. <laughs> like, you don't know Katie. Only, you don't know this guy. <laughs> like, like I really wanted to like that attention, but yeah. it's crazy. The gravity. And I talked about this, I think on an, I want to say on Twitter about how players have gravity, right? LeBron playing in Drew. Yeah. And how that gravity of how people respond to people. There are certain people that have that gravity. All NBA players don't have this type of gravity. Right. Like this man just made a TikTok saying, yo, how do I do this shit? And now has probably 65, whatever number you said. Yeah. You know, of followers off that one thing. That's gravity. To draw that. And then for the people who he follows also gets some of that gravity. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's legitimately nuts. I mean, my advice is if I'm a rookie, if I'm someone trying to get all-star votes, we remember Chris Bosch doing the YouTube trailers and, um, Man, Chris Bosch was know, so good at the internet. We didn't was, appreciate he it. Was, he, yeah, he was he was really good at the internet. Ahead of his time. I think though this is the best time to push that to another level. Yeah, when you want to campaign to All Star because 
now you're making it into every the algorithm is being fed to everyone right so whether you're being funny whether you're showing your workouts people will know your name or your face because of tiktok and i think that should be the new way of marketing especially if i'm a rookie and i'm new to a city I would do little stuff like, hey, what's the best food? Trying out local businesses. Not only are you going to get an endorsement, but people around the state is going to get to get familiar with you. Now, this is different than that guy trying to send his resume to Kevin Durant and him saying, beat a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah, love that. That was yeah, great. That was, the, 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 we're going to get you a dog. That was awesome. What? <laughs> And now I, I got to take care of a dog. Like what? Like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's part of my marketing profile. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, yeah, as of this recording, Kevin Durant has six hundred two thousand followers and almost eight million views on uh, on that one TikTok. As of this recording, I think I have twelve. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't have I'm a like TikTok. Trey, I, I just, I just watch. Like, I think I've made one dumb video, and I, and other than that, I just watch. Like, I, I mean, I, this morning I woke up at like, like eight o'clock and then all of a sudden it was nine 30 and I've just been on TikTok the whole time. Like, Dad, like I just, you just lose time on that app. I just like watching it. The animal videos are great. Yeah. I'm so old. Cause I, I can't do TikTok, man. You can't watch. No, videos? No, just, I can't do TikTok. I just, okay. I just can't bring myself to do it. Keep taking charges in the street. You're fine. You're fine. All right. You're fine. Next. Hey, I love how somebody who calls himself the God is too cool for TikTok. <laughs> It's not he's too yeah. cool for TikTok. It's that he's too lazy and and, and no, scared. No, I'm too of it. old. I'm too old for TikTok. <laughs> I'm older than you are. I just but I'm older than you, Jay. Yeah. Three the of us are on this podcast. We're all on TikTok. You don't have to make videos. You just watch them. I watch so many like cooking reaction videos. It's great. Yeah, I'm cool without that. At Chef Reactions, man, that guy, that guy's funny. All right, all right. When the athletics start making you do like uh, record labels, Yovan been doing all these like day in the life of you know covering the Lakers and and those things hit. There's only so much bandwidth you can have for social media, though. Like, oh, I've cut out, but I've almost exclusively cut out Twitter. Like, I'm on Twitter like twice a day, and that's it. And now I just moved to TikTok just to watch. Twitter's accessible. You got to get on Twitter. I can't get rid of Twitter because. Twitter's like a news source. Twitter's a yeah, you like set up where I share stories. You know, like for, I feel like I feel like Twitter's important. Chat. TikTok's not important for for my line of work. At least right, like I mean, I, I'm sure I, I'm sure I could tap into it and use Jaylen it. Brown starts making all these underwater brand. videos. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to tap in. I can't yeah, wait I saw for it on Jay's <laughs> underwater video. Jay mimicking Jalen Brown's workout. I can't wait for that one on TikTok. Oh, maybe I will do that. Oh, actually, I'm here for this. Yeah, let's, let's do go. That. Uh, all right, next headline. Trey Young, John Collins, show out of the Drew League. Do we care? Just cool highlights. I mean, we don't care, but LeBron, John LeBron, gotta, LeBron gotta work on some stuff. He does have to work on some stuff. Falling out in the Drew is crazy. It's maybe, maybe why the Hawks <laughs> want to trade him, right? <laughs> the Hawks are probably like shit. There goes his trade value. Yeah, like, all right. <laughs> I mean, LeBron Let's and Demar barely, barely won that game, right? Barely won that game, and now and now John Collins is fouling out. Shout out to the Drew League, great competition. Drew League's always always a good time. They're starting to show those games on League Pass now. I think are they? Wow, I thought I got a notification about that. Okay, there you go for them. Uh, Report: Suns Monty Williams agrees to contract extension. I don't think we have any details of the contract extension, but he got one. He deserves it. One yeah. more year. Like, who knows? <laughs> like, is it one year? Is it five <laughs> well, years? So the report was a long-term contract extension. Okay. Had two years left on his original five-year deal. 
And but the wording from ESPN was and now moves under contract for several more seasons. I don't know what that means. Probably three more. But he's good. <laughs> I mean, unless unless you're DeAndre Ayton, he's good. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton's like <laughs> shit. DeAndre Ayton's probably <laughs> like, oh, I, I'm 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 requesting a trade a year from now. Uh, Are you struggling to close deals? B2B selling is tougher than ever. And that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals, and show you hidden allies so that you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you up-to-date first-party data, enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash show 23 That's linkedin.com slash show 23 for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash MBA show 23 and get started. All right. So we got that. Um, all right. What else do we have here? There's really nothing going on. Do you guys, do you guys think Aiden will hold hostility toward the organization? 100%. For the way the Suns approach I, that? I, th- I think it's going to be, I think he is, my guess, uh, semi-educated guess, is he is expecting to be traded within the year. I disagree, Zach. I think that they put everything behind him. I think he just watched everybody get paid. And the Suns just kind of was like, look, man, this is how the business works. No hard feelings. You know, we threw out this. We, we, we're we letting you decide your value. You know what I mean? Versus us overpaying, if that's the case. And he, and he still made a lot of money. You know yeah, what I mean? But absolutely. I think, I think it was more so like think about if we're all on this pod and you're watching all of us get extensions and you're like, well, look at my numbers. You know what I mean? Like whatever, you know, right. Or I'm doing this, that, and for you and everybody's getting paid and you have to like keep this, this happy face on and high five us while we're getting what we're due. And they finally turn to you and say, all right, this is what we got left for you. You know what I mean? It's hard. And I think it was just building up with the frustration of that and not knowing what his future may have led you know what i mean he had just had a child you know new right. father and then apparently again, addicted you're watching, to video games that was a storyline for some reason yeah. Yeah, it was, so it weird was, that's it what was i would so be many mad things about. that thrown at yeah. right that's what but i would be mad about realistically oh, go ahead. no i'm sorry I'm, I'm wrapping this up but realistically it's mainly like okay i finally got my money because i think that was the uncertainty yeah. of like what is happening and, you know, they pulled him to the side and was like, look, that's, this is it. We can give you the four year for this and we ain't got to eat the luxury. Because that's the thing. That's all it's boiling down to for Sarver's. Like, oh, he's just, he he's just being really, cheap. Yeah. He's being cheap. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, he sweeps that under the rug. I think him and Monty figure it out. And, you know, because when you're mad, you're going to operate mad. You sure. know what I mean? You're going to be, you're going to react to anything. Here's where I would, I here's where I would, I, there was way more animosity. Maybe I'm pulling the wrong example here. But it makes me think of the Utah Jazz making Gordon Hayward go out and get an offer sheet, right? And he goes and gets an offer sheet from Charlotte. They're like, we don't think you're a max player. And Charlotte gives him a max offer sheet. And then they're like, okay, we'll match it. And then, granted, this was years later. But years later, 
when it's like, hey, we think he's going to resign and everyone's saying, no, nah, he's going to Boston like he like he's going to go play for Brad Stevens. And Gordon Hayward was always going to leave partly because he wanted to go play in Boston and, and play for Brad. But also like it was kind of like, a yo, you guys fucked me over last time in terms of like respect. Right. Like obviously he got the deal he wanted and everything. But it was like you guys like were not supportive in that way. And, and, I, and, and I think that played into it. And I do think there is an element of that that is going to linger with Aiton. Um, maybe maybe a year is too aggressive in terms of him trying to get out of there. But I don't I don't think this is just a all right. Finally got paid. Everything sweeps under the rug. Like, I do think there is going to be an element of looking for other other places to go. And, I, I, and they, they handled it in such a way. They handled where, it poorly. Too. I mean, Sarver, people, Sarver handled it poorly. People around the NBA were wondering what's wrong with this guy. Like, what is wrong with this guy that they're unwilling to commit to a former number one pick yeah. who has I I mean, been really some, good and been really good in the playoffs? And, and questions about him. Over, yeah, and so like, that, during that, that month, like, it was That's what crazy. would bother me is that the way that the Suns handled it impacted the way that everyone viewed him. And that's what would piss me off is, like, they never went out and quieted that stuff. They never – they just kind of let it build. Yeah. And and you, you heard all sorts of stuff about – you know what type of guy he was and, and i think and it all, it all, all stemmed shit, from yeah. them not no, just treating him i i will like say a no, number one pick yeah. who has produced the way he has including in the playoffs yeah. in his career i will say but, to to trey's point if there if there are going to be two guys that can mend this type of animosity i do think james jones and monty williams are the right guys to do it yeah, I think they're – I'm kind of with Trey, though. I think they'll be just fine. I think if they start out rocky, we'll, we'll hear eight in rumble and things like that. If they start yeah. out well, I think it's kind of along those lines of, you know, I thought he was going to be brooding last year at the start of the season, and they started the season just fine, you know, and it, it, it kind of caught up to them in, in the too. end. Yeah, like it wasn't like he was just out for his own stats all season. It, it's it's almost like – Sure, but at hey, the end, I mean, it was really Yeah, but bad. things were going badly, right? Like, so if things are going badly – He's gonna be. He's gonna go the way of the, the way the team's going. If they're going poorly, sure. he's gonna be shitty. If they're if they're rolling, and he has a pretty big role in that, I think he's gonna be just fine. And, but I'm with you too. I don't. It, with the way the league is now, I don't know what it's gonna be like in two years. You know, like yeah, I can you see him getting shipped so out. Much now, like it's, I just, it's it's guys get moved around so quickly and things like that. Like it'll be interesting. I was more just shocked how slow the market moved on him. And I know some of that had to do with the KD stuff yeah. and things I, like I that. I hate but. restricted free agency. I get why it's there and I don't have a better plan for it. Um, I actually, I, I think that the offer sheet, you should have three hours to match. That's right. Well, I really think like you, you Ten know, minutes, what, put yeah, them on the yeah, clock. You NBA know, draft yeah, exactly. Stuff. You know what the situation is. I mean, the well, Suns basically matched by the time he finished signing right. the, the end on Aiton. And right. like, his, like, but, match. But part of the problem with the system is that you're you're tied up for, what, 48 hours? Yeah. Like, they have 48 hours to match and stuff. And some teams do not want to tie up that cap. So even Indiana was hesitant to tie that up. And it's like, there are no more free agents out there. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's why the restricted free agency kind of holds up. But remember, it used to be way worse. Wasn't it like it was 10 like, days? Yeah, it was. I think it was a week or something like that. I think it was a week at one point and then it was 72 72 hours now i think it's down to 48 but i just man i hate restrictive free agency i hate the i hate the process of it yeah i just think it it stalls out so easily Um, i'm with on that all right uh sources oh 
James Harden, Philadelphia 76ers, reached two-year, $68.6 million deal. You guys surprised it was a two-year deal? I'm not because, you know, that's been kind of the thing, quote-unquote, as guys been taking money, you know, making room. You know, I remember... But it also, real quick, the second year is a player option, so it could really just be a one-year deal. Yeah, it could be one year. Yeah. I mean... I think that's. I think it's one of those trial runs where Philly creates a uh, safety net for themselves. They got a little bit of flexibility also, financially this right. year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they can, and, you know, they can probably move him and do some other stuff if needed. Like if he doesn't, if it doesn't work out. I mean, good for him taking a pay cut. I mean, he's yeah, I, made he's made a ton in his career, so he has the luxury to do that. Um, but I honestly think that with that player option, it just sets him up to get that max next year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Have and a big year. Have a big I, year this year. Bounce back uh-huh. year. And think about like we were. I mean, we had so many conversations about man, are they going to give him a full max after what we see right, right. now? Yeah, I'd be excited if I were Philadelphia about the prospect of him using this as like a prove it year. Absolutely, especially yeah, with the moves they made. Go get PJ Tucker, which I cannot believe they got a third. Or he got a third year on that. That that's is just <laughs> master negotiating. Um, He's thirty-seven now. Like shout, you know, shout to forty at the end. Yeah, um, that is that is unbelievable. Uh, so they got they go get PJ. They do the Daniel House. Reunion, which I like Daniel House. I think he's a nice role player, but I, I forgot that they traded for De'Anthony Melton, That's which I, I, I like. still, I, I've apologized for this before, but when he got that deal from Memphis, I was like, what the fuck? And you guys were all like, no, 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 this is a good deal. And I was like, no, there's no, that's too much money for a guy that hasn't done anything. And he's good. I didn't want to say I told you so. No, but man, you guys absolutely told, told so. me so. Because oh, I was just you ha- so uh, Trey, you have to. Because he's going to tell us the second he's he tell, he's going to. first if I took he gets. all the time to tell you guys about all the times I was right, I'd never stop talking. You still don't stop <laughs> talking. <laughs> yeah, I don't see what's changed. <laughs> what are we talking? My bigger question with the Harden deal is how much did Michael Rubin give him on the side? Like how much Fanatic, equity man. does he they, have in We fanatics? did a couple of tampering investigations with this Michael <laughs> Rubin thing in Philly and then whatever the fuck happened with the Knicks and Jalen Brunson. Like there is, if the if the Heat and the Bulls got popped last year for the, for, for tampering that should, like they had, they had talks with these guys at the trade deadline the year before. <laughs> like, hey, we need to know if we can resign, which you're allowed to do. And then it, instantly free agency starts. It's like Lonzo Ball to the Bulls and Kyle Lowry to the Heat. And they're like, all right, this is tampering. If that got tampering investigations and charges and, and penalties, what's going to happen here with the Knicks and with Philly? Just uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah, that's got. They better. Be they they got to trade those picks now before they get taken <laughs> away in the tampering investigation. All right, last thing. Last thing I want to get to. Um, this is something I saw on Instagram uh, yesterday. So there was a post on on Clutch Points on their Instagram account. It's a quote from Carl Anthony Towns. And this is courtesy of Jack Maloney. It says, no more excuses. It's championship or bust. It's go time. The Rudy trade happens. There's no more time. Got to go out there and get the job done. Again, Carl oh Town saying championship or bust time. What was interesting about that post to me is not the quote, but that Draymond Green commented with 11 laughing, crying emojis on the post. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. 
There was a time which Draymond Green was a big believer in Carl Anthony Towns after his rookie season, maybe after his second season. But there was a time where Draymond was like a big proponent of like, yo, this this dude's got it, right? And we all thought that, right? Like Carl was incredible as a young player. And then things just never quite progressed the way you hoped they would. And he just says stuff. And everyone, like back then, it was, he would say stuff and we're like, wow, he's so mature for a young guy. And he's saying all the right things. And now he says this stuff and people just roll their eyes around the league. But uh, yeah, Draymond Green is not buying the championship or bust mentality coming off a title uh, when compared the to, first the, round. to the Wolves. Just get out of the first round. <laughs> I mean, How about get out of the first round or bust? That's just a special response from Draymond, too. Just special. It's fantastic. I mean, yeah. And it's true. Like, you got a championship or bust? Like, calm down a little. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, Rudy's never been out of the second here. round. The Wolves have only been out of the first round once as a franchise. <laughs> like, that was, that was in 2004. Um, I do feel like that is that is upping the ante quite a bit. But, you know, the Wolves made this to raise the floor and raise the ceiling of that franchise. So, uh, championship or bust, guys. Is that championship or bust every year, you think? Like, like they have to win a title this year? Or it's a bust? Yeah, you can't use that. You can't use that term unless you've been to the finals. Right. I mean, you really have to be knocking at the door. (laughs) You were like, if the the Suns were to come out and be like, look, it's championship or bust. Like Chris Paul's getting up there. You know, we've got all these dudes. I would be like, you know what? I get it. I get it. Like they were in the finals two years ago. This is one of the best teams in the league. Like, yes, they should have a championship or bust mentality. They should. They should start with making one or two good decisions per fourth quarter first. Like, like, let's get to that right threshold before I it's e- championship or bust. I don't Can even you just th- stay on the floor. Like, not, <laughs> not even, not even regular good decisions. I don't even just, think Dallas has the right to say them. championship or bust. I think if Dallas said, I'd be like, even though they went to the conference, I'd be like, guys, calm the fuck down. Like, don't do this right now. But they have more of a reason than Minnesota. I know. I know. There, That's right? why like, I'm saying even then I'd be like, yo, we, you guys got to chill. Like, you've made a nice you know, nice step forward, but you got to chill. And the Wolves, like, well, not, I'm not, I'm saying the Wolves do It's Carl. Can't Nothing's funnier than Towns saying that. And then considering the fact that they only won their playing game because he fouled out. If he stayed in that game, they he were going to lose. Oh, my God. They were <laughs> um, also... I will admit there is a there is a hypocrisy here because if Anthony Edwards had said it, I'd be like, yep, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. No. Anthony Edwards <laughs> could say just about anything, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend it. Dre Brown would have put hundreds on there instead of crying emojis. <laughs> There'd be eleven hundreds on there. All right, that's gonna do it for this edition of the Basket Buds on the Athletic Podcast. No Nathan Night Talk. Oh no, so, none. Sorry, none. Uh, John Krasinski <laughs> let us know there's a partially guaranteed deal between the Wolves and Nathan Knight. Championship or bust, indeed. That's gonna do it. Make sure you subscribe <laughs> to the Athletic NBA Show. Make sure you subscribe to all the shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. Make sure you're checking out everything. Make sure you subscribe to the Athletic. It's the best coverage of all the non-news happening in the NBA <laughs> right now. As we get ready for the J King Kings Minute coming up one month from now. For Trey, for Mo, for Jay, I'm Zach. Keep it locked on the Athletic.